Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. Good morning, Joseph. How are you? Great. That's not true. I'm not great. I'm fine. <laughs> why does everybody always say great? Well, that's why I good. Cor- that's why I corrected myself. I'm alive. I feel like if someone asks you how you're doing and you say. Have better days, or okay, then w- then you're the asshole. I usually say hanging in there, hanging in, in, in there in real life. Yeah, and people go, "What are you up to?" And I go, "Same old, same old." Because when you do comedy, the big thing is like, "Hey man, what's going on?" And then everybody just starts listing all the things you're doing. Like, "Yeah, dude, good. Was on the road for a couple weeks. Uh, come back, got a new podcast. Yeah, uh, doing the so and so festival." Um, people go, "What are you up to?" I go, "Same old shit, man." Just, you know, surviving. Yeah. Living the dream. No. <laughs> this is not the dream. <laughs> I, st- I stoked a little little fire from Midwest Dirt Balls yesterday. Yeah, what'd you do? Well, I posted that Mildred is out of control, as you know. Yeah. And I posted that that video. Knowing that people are going to be quick to attack the state of California, which yeah. I've never said is perfect. Right. There's a lot of things wrong with this state. I've never once been like, and they're like, best place to live, huh? A few dirt balls, like, best place to live, huh? Yeah, we have, we have a homeless problem. So does so, every so, so does every other. So city. imagine this again. Just <laughs> I just want I just want to explain how supply and demand works. Okay, the fucking you know the uh, you know the 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 buffalo chicken roller at Seven Eleven. Yeah. Now you can get two of them for eighty nine cents, and you know how caviar's like a thousand dollars an ounce. The reason is because buffalo chicken rollers are trash, and caviar is fucking delicious. Yeah. There are homeless people throwing their fucking livelihood on the street outside of your place. And the rent in here, in this studio apartment, is still more than it would cost you for a mortgage on a four-bedroom house in the Midwest. Why? Because quality. The state of California, whether those people have come here and tried to take a shit in our caviar or not, is still not a buffalo chicken roller, which is fucking what the Midwest is. The reason that your quality of life is so fucking strong is because no one wants to fucking live there. And the only people who do live there are the people that couldn't fucking get out. God, the fucking. And, you know, I'm really mad at the Midwest these days. I'm extra mad. These days? I'm extra mad at the Midwest. I I was so on board. Remember my fucking Indiana love? Last yeah. week, Indiana, they're not trash bags of Ohio. They follow that up with booing Andrew Luck and now jumping on board the Josie Brissett train. I've never I've this is one of the most shocking I told you. Fa- fan base turns I've ever seen. I told you. I truly can't believe that it I happened. I saw a few of the comments. 
I can't believe it happened. Like I said on Twitter to you, never underestimate the fan of your local team. The, the, the Midwest, this is the Midwest's worst take since Jason Hayward deserves $300 million. Well, it doesn't get any better. Well, he's a great defender. <laughs> it doesn't get any better for the Colts. This is who they have be- tried out this week because they're back up. You're going to list names, by the way, before you do. You're going to list names that are NFL punchlines that the Colts fans apparently are a week from now after they get signed going to be like, I don't know. Pretty good. We're eleven and five on the Patriots. The Colts fans that are on the Brissett train get AIDS. <laughs> Skip HIV. Do not pass go. Go right to AIDS. Um. Well, their backup, who is, uh, what's his name? Chad Kelly, has been suspended because you know he had that whole thing where he was drunk. And he walked into that person's apartment and started running the vacuum machine. Or no, they chased him with the vacuum machine. Whatever it was. The house last year in uh, Colorado. So he's suspended. So he's their backup. So they don't have a backup. So this week the Colts have tried out the following three quarterbacks as the backup should Jacoby Brissett get hurt. Matt Castle. Hilarious. Brock Osweiler. Tall and hilarious. And Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon has become... <laughs> Brandon Whedon has just become like a dead fish that NFL owners and GMs used to slap Colin Kaepernick in the face with. Yeah. Brandon Whedon. I, I can't wait for Colts fans to fucking be like, look, I mean, Brandon Whedon. When he's on, when he's on the Texans, he wasn't getting a lot of protection. When he was on the Colts, when he's on the Browns, man, they fucking suck. Like, you, did you see him in Oklahoma State? He's pretty good. He was thirty-five when he was playing at Oklahoma State. He's now fifty-one years old. Yeah, and he sucked every second of it. And Andy, you know me. You know that I one thing that I take pride in as being a sports analyst, if you will, a sport, a. a twice a week sports commentator I am I grew up wanting to be an athlete did not achieve my I refuse to say people suck Brandon Whedon fucking sucks dude well, he, sucks. he sucks he sucks as a national football Honestly, league quarterback did, was he good in college yeah he was good in college did we see I haven't seen Brandon Whedon's highlights in high school I'm not sure Brandon Whedon wasn't sexually assaulted by football like that, that there wasn't some sort of like Jeffrey Epstein Island where all football coaches in history go there to fuck kids. Brandon Whedon got fucked there, taped the whole thing, and has blackmail on every football coach at every level. I have not seen proof that Brandon Whedon isn't, you know, wasn't he a drafted baseball player? How does, there's no way he's worse at baseball than he is at football. There's no way. Let's pull up his college stats. I know he was good in college. Yeah, he was he was really good in college. He he had back to back years where he threw over four thousand yards, thirty four touchdowns, thirty seven touchdowns. Is there a single? Do you think there's a single person in the Big Twelve last year that started a quarterback didn't throw for four thousand yards? Serious <laughs> question. I'm I, that I'm asking you. I'm not. I don't follow college football enough. Do you think every single full time no. starter? No, not even close. 
We don't have Aaron here. Aaron has uh, he has school today, so he couldn't come. That'd be a tough one to Google. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have time to Google every team in the Big 12. Although, I guess you could do Big 12 passing leaders 20, 2018. You want to look it up? Let's try. Big 12 passing leaders 2018. So, to answer that, Brandon Re- Whedon did have two really good years in college. Now, should he have been drafted in the first round by the Browns? Obviously not, and that has shown. Uh-huh. But with the Colts, you're, you're stuck in a bad situation. Obviously, nobody saw Andrew Luck retiring. I'm not blaming the team for that. Only Kyler Murray did. Okay, so only Kyler Murray. And Taylor Cornelius. Whoever that is. So Brandon Whedon had a good college career, but he sucked in the NFL. And it just sucks because you're one injury away from him being your guy. Or you're zero injuries away from Jacoby Brissett starting. I I did something I never thought I would do. I openly and willingly took my yeah. one of my top five favorite athletes of all time and put him on a platter for Indianapolis Colts fans, and they spit on that platter. What a bunch of fucking dumb Indiana hicks you guys are. I mean, how many people messaged you? Many. More than three? Yeah, but I started, I started, I went on a block party. (laughs) I went on a block party. If you came with like, if if your first take was like, there's, like somebody said there's no proof Jacoby Brissett is worse than Eli Manning right now. I, I, I was like, I'm not getting caught in this one. I was like, block, immediate. Blo-. I just started blocking people. Well, again, I, I said this last episode. I think for a backup quarterback, I think Jacoby Brissett is a formidable backup. And when, when I say that, I want to explain. Formidable backup means Andrew Luck goes down. Let's say he's your starting quarterback this year. Andrew Luck goes down four games. I think the Colts could possibly go 2-2 two and two with Jacoby Brissett. That's what I mean by a formidable backup. Now, a 16-game season, he's already done it before. Now, I know the team was different. I know the O-line wasn't this as good as it about, now. This is, this is about... They this, went 4-11 and with him as, as a starter. Right. This is about the same thing that we talked about last time. The Colts are ready to win now. They're ready to win now. They were the sixth, you know, highest listed fucking Super Bowl odds yeah. or whatever. Like... They won a playoff game last year. They have a great defense. They have a good running game. They have an incredible offensive line. This is the fucking This is the blueprint. Remember when they remember when people took a dead Peyton Manning? Dead. Peyton Manning was dead. And they put him on the Denver Broncos and he won the fucking Super Bowl. What do you think it's at? This is an updated this is an updated look. 35 to 1. Well, not that. I want to discuss what do you think the current, updated 20 hours ago, the current over-under for the Indianapolis Colts? Wins? Yes. Eight. You're very close. Seven and a half. Yeah. I would go below. I don't think they win eight games. Me either. Tough division. A tough division specifically defensively. Yeah. But fuck it. Get Jacoby Brissett out there. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But you know what? It just leads you into, like, it's it. this might be the theme. This might be the fucking fanboy episode. It just leads you into this thing where, like, everybody's going to fucking, no matter what 
happens to a team, you're going to just See, def- defend your people. Like, we've got Kobe and Shaq coming up. I, we've got fucking, you know, like. I always equate sports and politics. To me, they're parallel when it comes to fanboying. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. And I, and I don't understand it. People can't change their opinions. They can't change their minds. I have openly changed my opinion and minds on a lot of things. And people, for, again, people want to chastise you for evolving your opinion, which I don't understand. So it's like a politician could do something really stupid and like, no, no, no. But there's also, there shouldn't have been some of these opinions in the first place. Like, there shouldn't have been, a, like, like, the thing was, Indianapolis fans went from booing Andrew Luck as he left the field because you have ripped our Super Bowl potential out of our hands. Shame on you for wanting to live your life being able to walk without pain, being able to remember your children's names into your 50s, being able to uh, live... In, into a retirement age without thinking about going to Walmart and getting a shotgun and killing yourself with a, bl- a blow to the chest so that a scientist can still study your brain for the effects of CTE. Shame on you, Andrew Luck. They went from that, from booing him for wanting to live a healthy life to, it's fine, we're still going to be, go- okay, we got Jacoby Brissett. Like, pick a fucking lane. You want to talk hard knocks? Not really. Do we have to? This I have seen John Gruden sit down in an office and cut zero players on hard knocks this year. Are we even doing hard knocks? I'm angry today. I'm on my second cup of coffee. This is I'm mad. What happened? What got you angry? All this. So look at this garbage. Well, it's such a garbage. Well, I'm, dis- I'm not saying your rundown is garbage. I'm yeah. saying I'm saying the sports news. These I'm days disappointed is with Hard Knocks as well. I, I I keep saying it. The three major things, which I don't know why they're avoiding, like you just said, Prano, they're not showing people getting cut. They're not even mentioning that this is their last year in Oakland. There, there's no mention. So weird. Why? There's no mention of that they're going to Las Vegas. No mention at all. Why? Very bizarre. And the last thing, the last player they haven't even talked about. And I just looked as of current depth chart. He's still their starting linebacker. They're not even mentioning Vontez Perfect, who's had such a storied past of problems, even with his own teammate, who he basically killed, Antonio Brown. They're not even covering Vontez Perfect playing with Antonio Brown. Literally, this is uh, an entire HBO production. Based around John Gruden knocking on wood, which they 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 embraced last episode. Uh, Keelan Doss, who's going to make the team, but they're like, hey, he's a local boy. Well, he's not local Las Vegas, so who gives a fuck? And whether or not Nathan Peterman's going to be their backup quarterback. Yeah. I've never, like, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure I'll watch the last two episodes. There's one, one, there's one left. That's a joke. Just watch it. You've already you already come this far. Why? You've already come this far. And they're also really it's interesting how they're painting Antonio Brown. From my opinion, you know, they show him showing up to De La Salle High School and he's he's doing all the autographs, all the uh, uh, 
Yeah. They're really painting him in a positive light. All of this stuff together makes me wonder if Hard Knocks is under a new directive to just, like, be super pro. Like, just, like, nothing controversial at all. Everything pro league. Everything pro whatever. It's like, we're not going to show any single player in a bad light. Yeah. We're not going to show, like, oh, the last couple of years, you know, there was a lot of jokes. Of, like, Jared Goff doesn't know where the sun rises. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of this and there's a lot of that. And, like, this year, just, like, super positive. So you're actually, uh, you can only show Incognito being happy. Yeah. And uh, Vontez Burford can't appear <laughs> at all. Um, Antonio Brown Antonio is like Brown, the nicest guy ever. Antonio Brown, a lot of him there. Uh, even though he's not there, um, you know, really paint this uh, this picture of his his struggle with the new helmet. It's bad. It's boring as fuck. Yeah, it's really boring. Once again, I have not been able to watch an episode straight through. I go to sleep. I finish I, it the next day. I I just put them on and then they're over. And like I've looked at my phone the whole time. Yeah. Very yeah. disappointing. And you, you actually have a good point. Maybe there is some sort of direction. Nothing negative at all. I mean, the Keelan Dost, it's a nice story, but they're really pushing this. But, like, what's a nice story? He's 100% making the team, yeah. right? And then this isn't even a guy who's not, like not on Keelan the Dost. Verge. I'm sorry. The, the, uh, the tight end who had to leave football because he, he had a drug problem. He's making the team, too. He's going to be the starting tight end. Yeah. I'm saying like they, like I think the last episode was the only thing where they gave us like a bubble guy, it was like the fucking Nigerian linebacker or whatever. Yeah. A, 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 and will they keep three quarterbacks? And will they keep forty tight ends who are the only people with personalities on the entire thing? Like, oh, look, Wilson, he's Canadian. Oh! Wild. They should have had him fucking doing Terrence and Phillip. Like, how much of a fucking cartoon have you turned Hard Knocks into? He's like, ah, we're here, Kella. Ah. Yeah, worst Hard Knocks ever. I hate to say it. Get it together, HBO. Let's talk Kobe. Let's talk Shaq. Let's talk fake beef. Whatever it is. What is it, Joe Prano? Kobe's a piece of trash. <laughs> Kobe's always been a piece of trash. Every time Kobe speaks publicly, he tears somebody down. Um, Kobe is a guy who's very insecure about his legacy. And he should be because the only people defending Kobe's legacy are fanboys who are from the Kobe era. Uh, we did this the other day. We were hanging out in your pool. We were talking to comedian Ben Goldsmith. Not a big sports guy. Not a whatever. And he was just like... he's a, For the record, he's a local SoCal guy. Yeah, local SoCal guy, L.A. guy. He's he's a sports... Like, he cares about L.A. teams, but he's not like... He's definitely not like a sports guy. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't think he has the NFL package. I don't think he has the... I don't think he has league pass. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think he follows, like, five athletes on Twitter. You know what I mean? Um, he's just like, well, how do you not like Kobe? Blah 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 blah. blah. And then we just start, just start like hammering, just kicking legs out from under the table that he's he's you know the mantle that he holds Kobe on because he's a twenty-five-year-old L.A. native 
who's just like, but he, but he wins, and his leadership, and when you say he's a leader and his killer instinct, it's like, is it, is this like, like the the Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, legacy is this Mad Libs, where you just fill in killer instinct and well, like leadership just, and hard work for everything. And I know, look, I don't want to kill this because we always do this. It, it's the same formula like you're saying. It's the same generic, he makes his team better. Not true. And then, that's what Ben was saying. And by the way, it was a, it was a 100% cordial conversation. And then what happens is, we pull up stats and numbers that would 100% disagree with that. But let's go back to the the, the question in hand. It's like Kobe and Shaq are beefing again because Kobe said he would have 12 championships if Shaq had his work ethic. I don't think he said his. If What Kobe said was if Shaq had a better work ethic. I think I thought he said if he had my work ethic, basically. I don't think he said that. Either way. Guess what? First of all, Shaquille O'Neal does it his way, and Kobe Bryant does it his way. And it, is there anybody that thinks Shaq worked as hard as he possibly could have? No. But is, you know, Shaq followed that up by trolling him on Instagram by saying, you'd also have more championships if you passed. It's yeah. like there's a lot of truth to all of this stuff. Sure. But the bottom line is Shaq, just for the record, Shaq has been vocal that he didn't work as hard as he could have. We all know that. Right. And and everybody has been vocal that Kobe Bryant hated by teammates. Uh, everybody's been vocal that Kobe Bryant's value as a player is grossly overrated by anybody that puts him in the top fucking 10 players of all time. Yeah. That's just facts. Factual information. Kobe Bryant, that I, I refer to it every time we talk Kobe Bryant. There is a great Deadspin article that breaks down VORP. And Kobe Bryant was never the best player in his entire time in the league. I know you said that. And he was never fucking I think I think that at the at his peak he was top four. Explain explain value that again. over replacement player. Value over replacement player. So just over player X. Okay. The other thing is, every Kobe defender goes, Kobe had these MVPs stolen from him. Kobe should have zero MVPs. Kobe should have no MVPs. Kobe Bryant, by definition, was never the most valuable player in basketball. By facts. Well, factual information. Well, statistically speaking, yeah, not even close. And to even say that Kobe Bryant should have earned MVPs over Steve Nash, who everybody believes was the heart and soul of a Phoenix Suns team that was the one seed those years that he won them, is ridiculous. How much value can you bring to a team that's the eight seed? Everybody agrees. The 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 Russell Westbrook MVP is is why it's called the MVP now and not the most valuable player. He's not the most valuable player to his team. Yeah. Kobe Bryant is taking shots at Shaq, saying how many championships he should have. So it wasn't good enough for Shaq to carry you to three titles. You wanted him to carry you to more titles. Well, plain and simple, Kobe Bryant has two MVP, two rings 
in his career without Shaq. So don't talk about how many career rings you should have had with some other Shaq. Appreciate the rings you have because of Shaq. Yeah, well, I want to discuss what I tweeted out. It's, it's odd that Kobe would say this because a lot of people don't realize this. The Lakers dynasty, obviously they lost to the Detroit Pistons, but the dynasty basically ended because here's what happened. Kobe has his trial for rape. During that trial and during meeting with the detectives. Yeah, not even during the trial, during the investigation yeah. after the, you know, a after charges. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, and this is all news, guys. You can Google this, LA Times, whatever you want to find, ESPN. It's all there. During the investigation from the detectives, Kobe, for some reason, tells the police detectives that Shaquille O'Neal has a bunch of side pieces on his wife and he pays them hush money to be quiet. And Kobe basically later on said, I should have done what Shaq did. So it's. Well, it's, let's just clarify not for some reason, because Kobe's a snitch, a bad teammate, and aggressively selfish, which is. Everything that defines Kobe as a, as a person. S selfish. Me first. I want to shoot more. I want to stay out of trouble. Fuck how it affects my teammates. Fuck how it affects my organization. I'm a me first guy. I'll always be a me first guy. I am ready to throw my teammate and so-called friend under the bus in a legal situation to protect myself. That's Kobe Bryant's basketball career. In a nutshell, fuck my team. I'm shooting 30 times. Who cares who it affects? I'm getting mine. Yeah, so it's very wild that nobody talks about this more. Because that's what ended the Lakers dynasty was once that leaked. I was looking at old articles yesterday, you know, from 2004. Once this came out, of course Shaq couldn't stay on the Lakers. He goes to Miami he teams up with Dwayne Wade. We all know how that works out. They, they win immediately win a title. They immediately win a title. So this whole notion of Kobe even saying we could have won more titles is bizarre to me because it's like, dude, you yourself ended the chance of that. This has nothing to do with Shaquille O'Neal's work ethic. You ended it by saying to a detective, Shaq is paying illegal hush money to women. So... I don't know why more people don't say that because these are the facts behind the case. and Because there's Kobe fanboys out there that are still, you know, vandalizing LeBron murals and trolling people on the internet and whatever. Like, you have to be fucking clueless about basketball to not understand that. And people keep, for some reason, I don't know if it was Kobe or who brought up, but, like, people keep doing, like, the Tracy McGrady thing. What if you had replaced... Like, that's offensive to Tracy McGrady. Like... Dwayne Wade proved that in that era of Shaq, when Shaq was the most dominant player in basketball, forget Tracy McGrady, like a 6'9 small forward that's a better passer and a better outside shooter and a better finisher at the rim than Kobe Bryant ever dreamed about being when he was awake or asleep. Replace Kobe Bryant with Steve Francis. Re replace Kobe Bryant with Ray Allen. Replace Kobe. Like, the Lakers win those titles yeah. with Ray Allen. Well, they do. With Ray Allen. Just Kobe swapped to, like, the Bucks or the Sonics or whatever team Ray Allen's wallowing away on. The Lakers win those titles. 
Tracy McGrady, fucking forget it. You 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 swapped Kobe and Tracy McGrady's careers and the situations they were in. He might still be playing. Yeah. Tracy McGrady's world's better than Kobe Bryant. People forget, man. The last time they played together, I just want to read off Kobe's stats. The killer instinct, the clutch. Kobe stands, they hate hearing stats. Even Ben did this. Oh, well, you're just getting too analytical. I don't know what that means, guys. Yeah. When, when people say, oh, you're, you're getting nerdy stats. You mean facts? You hate facts? These are the facts from the 2004 NBA Finals. Kobe had one good game. This is exactly what Shaq is talking about, passing the ball. These are Kobe's stats against the Detroit Pistons when they lost in five games. Starting with game one. Ten, How many games? Five. Game one, Kobe shoots 10 of 27. That's bad. Game two, Kobe has a great game. 14 of 27. Game three. Just over 50%. <laughs> That's a great game, though. Yeah. Game three. That great game. Okay. Well, it's a game. Well, whatever. Right? It's a pretty good game. I'm giving Kobe the benefit of the doubt in right. game two. Game three, Kobe is four of 13. It's bad. Game four, Kobe is eight of 25. Game five, he is seven of 21. So let me repeat. A trash. For everyone saying, a trash. He's so clutch. Four out of the five games, he goes 10 of 27, 4 of 13, 8 of 25, 7 of 21. These are awful numbers. Michael Jordan would never shoot like that. LeBron, you know First of all, Michael Jordan did shoot like that. Anyway, continue. Not in the finals, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Anyway, keep going. I don't think he did. He does it, I mean, not over the course of five games. That, but that's my but, point. Right. Jordan doesn't shoot like that. LeBron doesn't shoot like that. And guess who else doesn't shoot like that? Because I had to look up Shaq's stats. Which I will say, the Detroit Pistons teams was good. They did a phenomenal defense. So Shaq didn't have his insane, insane numbers that finals. But guess what he did still have, Joe? Shaq, that NBA finals where Kobe's shooting four of 13 games, Shaq finished with 26 points a game, a little over 10.5 rebounds a game on 62% shooting. Now, to be fair, um, Kobe Bryant was being guarded by the... Uh, perennial defensive player of the year in those. Ben Wallace? Oh, sorry. No, Shaq was. Sorry. That's right. Okay. Shaq, Shaq was being guarded by the perennial defensive player of the year. Sorry, it was Shaq. So so Kobe wasn't being guarded by it. Yeah. It's a knock on your door. I, I can't get it. You want me to tell him we're recording a podcast? Yeah, who is it? He's got a package. I've got a package for you. Amazon bringing you a package? I was worried it was actually a Kobe stand. He's watching it live. We're in L.A. He found his way into your apartment. And by the way, you, you brought up a great point that I forgot. So Shaq was being guarded by Ben Wallace. Yeah. Defensive player of the year. Yep. He still puts up 26. And who else was on that team? Rasheed Wallace. Yep. Another seven-footer. Chauncey was a great defender. Yep. Obviously, probably maybe guarded Kobe a lot. But my point is this. That same finals where Kobe is a 
flaming hot bag of trash. Yeah. Shaq goes 26 and 10 and shoots 62% from the field. So maybe Shaq should have been getting more of those field goals than Kobe with his 7 of 21 and 8 of 25 Kobe's games. the most overrated player in the history of the NBA. I think I'm ready to say that too. Well, name somebody that's even close. Name name somebody else you think is grossly overrated. Like, who who are the people in the top 20 players of all time? Like, I saw this put out the other day. I saw a head-to-head, like, who had a better career, Kobe or Duncan? Yeah, I saw that. And and there are people on there that are like, Kobe, not even a question. I'm like, Tim Duncan, like, th- this is just proof. Tim Duncan came into the league. He was the first overall pick. They immediately won a championship. Yeah. He was on the worst team in the league by definition. And they immediately won a championship. Now, they were the worst team in the league because David Robinson goes out the year before or whatever. Yeah. But, like, we're talking about this isn't yeah. a roster that could survive not having – they were the worst. They had the number one overall pick. I just don't know. Kobe Bryant is – Kobe Bryant doesn't touch Tim Duncan's career. And, honestly, the only thing that it he does touch is in championship rings. And, and, and again, that's – well, Robert Ory has seven. I just don't know how many shitty games he has to have – in important moments, NBA Finals, for people to not understand. I'm bringing up again Game 7. Game 7 of the 2010 NBA Finals against the Lakers. He won, though. Against he the Celtics. through. Kobe is 6 of 24. Guys, that's awful. Kobe is 6 of 24 in a Game 7. His plus-minus was zero. You know what? You know how they won that game? Guys like Pau Gasol, Metal World Peace. I've said it before. I will say it again. You could – this is a fact. Kobe Bryant has two championships where he was arguably the best player on his team. That's it. That's where Kobe's legacy is. And I would be a person that would argue he wasn't the best player on those two teams. And I get that they fucking love to give the MVP to the star. And I love that they fucking Kobe was the face of the franchise then. And But, like, when you look at offensively and defensively and rebounds and passing and everything, Pau Gasol did more for those two Lakers teams than Kobe Bryant. That's facts. He did more. Passed, rebounded, defended, all of it. They're playing, they're playing the Celtics. In the fucking NBA Finals, he's the one with Kevin Garnett. Kobe Bryant's getting beat the fuck up by Paul Pierce. Shooting poor. Paul Pierce is fucking dominating. He's embarrassing himself. Pau Gasol was the best player on those two championship teams. I would argue Kobe Bryant has zero championships and zero playoff wins as the best single best player on a basketball team. Now, does that mean that Kobe Bryant's ceiling isn't higher than Pau Gasol's ceiling? Does that mean that Kobe Bryant's legacy isn't bigger than Pau Gasol's legacy? No, it doesn't mean that. But what these are facts. Pau Gasol was dragging Memphis Grizzlies with fucking nobody to the playoffs. He was the star. He was the leader on the Memphis Grizzlies. Kobe Bryant is losing first-round series after Shaq leaves. 
Misses the playoffs one year, loses in the first round two other years. Well, the argument can be made 100%. Your argument can be made, of course. And to add to that, Kobe was shooting all the time because he had nobody, I will say. Those Lakers teams were hot trash. You know, Smush Parker was a starting point guard. Right. They had Kwame Brown. But, like, that's, why, but that's why Kobe but, Bryant— But and, this is my point. That, this, this, this helps the, the point of the argument. When Kobe had to get his and score 35 a game, they never won a playoff series in three years. They never won a playoff series when he's averaging 35 a game. When he had to become more of a team player and, and give away some of his and give it to guys like Powell and Andrew Bynum and Meta World Peace, they won games. So that actually reinforces the argument that he's overrated because when he's quote-unquote the guy and only the guy, they don't win. And then when he's not just— And by the way, winning's hard. Yeah, but for, yeah, Forget championships. They're not winning playoff series. Everybody talks about, oh, LeBron's choke this, choke that. LeBron took a roster very similar to that to the NBA Finals. LeBron took roster similar to that deep into the playoffs every year. The fucking Della Vadovas, the Mo Williams, the fucking, the, the, tr- the trash he's surrounded with. Every year, he's going deep into the finals, to the finals. And you're like, oh, Kobe, uh, uh, Kobe should have deserved those MVPs over Steve Nash. Steve Nash fucking bulldozed him in the playoffs. Bull motherfucking dozed him. It wasn't close. Those Suns teams ran up their ass. I think they gave him a series one year. Okay. I think it was a 4-3 one year. Great. And another year, they beat the shit out of him. Another year, Kobe Bryant doesn't make the fucking playoffs. It's fucking not even close. And then people will look back at those teams and be like, oh, look at what fucking, look look at the team difference, though. Who was fucking Sean Marion before Steve Nash? Who was fucking Boris Diaw before and after Nash? Who was Raja Bell before and after Mike D'Antoni and Nash? Mike D'Antoni put, gave all of those guys careers. You swap Raja Bell for fucking Smush Parker, and everybody's going like, oh, Smush Parker, yeah, uh. Kobe Bryant's teams weren't that fucking bad. They were bad, but they weren't like, oh my God, how are you surviving? Kobe Bryant's just trash. Overrated, the most overrated player in the history of the NBA. I don't know who I could put up there. I'm trying to Dwight think. Howard, but like at this point, he's not overrated anymore. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony. At this point, people have fucking caught on. Yeah. If the Lakers weren't such dumb fucks, they would have done with fucking Kobe Bryant what the Knicks, who are almost as dumb fucks, did with Car- Carmelo. But, like, no, the Lakers decided to fucking train wreck a decade by hanging on to washed, selfish, injury-riddled injury riddle Kobe Bryant. They're like, man, he's the face of the franchise. The face of the fan tr- franchise is a piece of trash. Selfish, snitched on his friends. His coach wrote a book about him being a piece of shit. Jeff Perlman who I had on the Joe Prano podcast, who has written books about the Cowboys franchise in the 90s. Walter Payton, all that. He just chimed in on Twitter the other day. He's working on a book about that Lakers dynasty team. And he's just 
he's just gutting Kobe on Twitter because he's like, I've interviewed all these people. Kobe was fucking hated. Yeah. The Shaq thing says it all. It really does. He snitched on his three-time finals MVP teammate when he got in trouble for rape. He deflected his own rape on his star teammate. What like what else do you want? What else does anybody want? It, 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 That's like, a trash human being. And 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 the, and the we'd have twelve ranks and like the idea that one guy literally carried you to three championships on his back, and then you're gonna criticize him for not doing it more. That just tells you everything about Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant taking shots because Kobe Bryant is insecure about his legacy, and he should be. Because the only people who defend him are Lakers fans, people who grew up Kobe Bryant slurpers, and guys in the league who fucking wish they were Kobe Bryant. And, like, I'm just so sick and fucking tired of everybody that points to the worst people. Like, just because a former NBA player is in the media now and stands for somebody doesn't mean that that person is knows what the fuck they're talking about. Stop telling me what Paul Pierce thinks. Stop telling me what Shaq thinks. Stop telling me what fucking, you know, any of these guys think. I, I always point to the guys who went out of the league and then became successful coaches, became successful GMs, became successful people in the league. Like, just because you're on TV and you played against Kobe Bryant does not make you qualified to say fucking anything. Paul Pierce embarrasses himself all the time. So when Paul Pierce chimes in, that like, this guy's better than LeBron, that guy's better than LeBron, I'm like, you're, you've embarrassed yourself on TV, we have the evidence. Yeah. I think we said it all. We really beat that I'll say it again, down. Kobe Bryant is the most overrated player in the history of the NBA. And I statistically speaking, it's really difficult to find someone else. If you break down the stats, because the it's really difficult to find somebody else start, who gets this acclamation that he gets. You got to start with most overrated because there are people who have him in the top ten. There are people who have him in the top five. There are people who have him in the top three. There are people who have him in the top one. There are people. Those people are insane. But Kobe Bryant is not a top 10 NBA player of all time. He's plain and simple. He's not. He's not. No. I'll reel off 15. I'll probably reel off 20. If 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 you... Reel off 15. If you consider... Okay. 15 players better than Kobe Bryant. Now, am I, am I allowed to reference just people like I have almost no fucking memory? Like, Start with guys that we watched. Well... Let's start with guys. Let's let me, let's just go. Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain. Like let let me get those guys out of the way. Okay. Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain. Those are guys I didn't watch that have. Everybody would agree. Everybody would agree. About Oscar Robertson. I'm not even gonna include him. Okay. But let's not include him for yet. Okay. okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Michael Jordan. LeBron James. We're five. Right. Okay. Uh, Larry Bird. Magic Johnson. Hakeem Olajuwon. Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. We're 10. Okay. We're at 10. That's 10. He's not in the top 10. He's not in the fucking top 10. Okay. Now, uh, who who have I forgotten? 
There are guys that are just like straight up for sure better than him. Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, Carl Malone, John Stockton. Uh, We're 14. That's 14. Okay. Uh, Charles Barkley. Did I say Charles Barkley? No. Charles Barkley. David Robinson. The Admiral. We're at, we're at 16 or 17. I, Moses Malone. But rings, rings, clutch, clutch. Tracy McGrady, like I fucking said. Yeah, I mean, you're damn near 20. If you look at, if you truly look at and some of these guys, it's you, like, what do you argue? Like, let's fucking take Carl Malone and John Stockton out because they were something that fucking certainly was a two-man game. Let's take them fucking out. You're still at 15. And this doesn't include the Oscar Robertsons, right. Jerry West. Exactly. You know, these legends that everybody exactly. talks about. There's just no way that Kobe Bryant's better than fucking Jerry West. I didn't watch Jerry West play. I've seen fucking clips. I've seen, but this is a guy that's going to the fucking finals every year. I'm sure there's guys more modern that I watch play that I'm fucking forgetting. But then this begs the bigger question that I want to delve into, and then and then we will wrap it up. Why do the four- oh? <laughs> how about the guys that are just like current, like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry? Yeah, we even talked about them. Current modern fucking. Players right now. Are you telling me Kobe Ryan's better than Kevin Durant or no, Steph Curry? No way. No fucking way. No way, either of them. No way. Not even close. Why do the former players then and the current players have this hard on for him? I would argue current players grew up just standing for like just being Kobe fans. Is it the same is it the same thing as the Michael Jordan stuff, the marketing? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we've. I think we've really established on this show how marketing did such a brilliant job for the NBA and for Michael Jordan. You could almost argue the same thing for Kobe Bryant. What about Allen Iverson or Kobe? I mean, I don't even think there's a question that Allen Iverson's better than Kobe. Al, you're you're took a bunch of homeless men to yeah, that. NBA you're gonna finals. tell you're gonna tell me that fucking. Smush Parker significantly worse than Eric Snow. I, I thought Eric Snow was fucking. Here comes a hot stepper. <laughs> I need Kamosi. Yeah. Snow. I don't know. Fucking. Nah. 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 Informer. I don't know. You're telling me fucking going with like you know. Think about some of the guys that were on the that his team. Oh, they were so bad. Todd McCullough? Yeah. Who wasn't he on that Sixers team that made it to the finals? to the NBA finals. They won a game against the Lakers. Yeah. That was the infamous Ty Lue step-over game. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Kidd. You're telling me Kobe Bryant is better than Jason Kidd? When you break it down, it's really crazy. I don't think about that. That, like, Allen Iverson took some trash team. Who who was this other good guy? Did he have Matumbo on that team? How about yeah? But like latter years Matumbo. Matum but, but what what are we talking about here? We're talking about Matumbo. 
Matumbo scored what? Eight points a game? <laughs> it's wild to think Iverson took a trash team to the finals. James Harden. And Kobe could never win a single playoff series. I know the West was more competitive than the East at that point. But it doesn't matter. We're talking a single playoff series. Let me reiterate to any Kobe stan who's probably tuned us off at this point. If he is a top 10 player, he is winning a playoff series without another mega player. End of story. I mean, Jason Kidd's going to the finals with Keith Van Horn and Richard Jefferson. Exactly. So... That's where the lip, that's where the bar has been Scalabrini. raised. Scalabrini, Brian Scalabrini talks about his big fucking game. He was on. The, he was a he 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 played. He played on those teams. Jason Kidd had a better career than Kobe Bryant. Every statistical analytic would back it up. It really would. Overall player efficiency rating, the what is it called, the VORP or whatever it is, all of that would back it up. Anyway, that's the discussion. Let's wrap it up. Let's be done with it, Joe Prano. Have you given up on your Mets yet? No, but I'm close. Five in, what, they lost five in a row? Yeah, last, last night was a tough one. Last night, Syndergaard got his fucking tits knocked off yeah. at home. That was the one they needed because they needed to win this series against the Cubs. Obviously, they have uh, they have DeGrom going tonight. you got to hope that he gets a win. The only reason I haven't given up on them is their next three series are Phillies, Nationals, Phillies. So they're obviously chasing. They're chasing they are chasing the Cubs. They are chasing the Phillies. Um, you know, the Cubs, Cardinals, and Brewers – Mets, Phillies, and Nationals. You have six teams across two divisions vying for two wild card spots. So unless somebody takes, you know, unless one team goes ballistic, you're gonna have a lot of interdivision uh, fucking beat 'em ups down yeah. the stretch. So the Mets gotta start winning games. But I am on the verge. I yeah. am on the verge of of giving up. But we've got our guy DeGrom tonight. Um, got to get a win. If DeGrom loses tonight, I, I, I'll be on the precipice. Yeah. Well, i got to give some love to my, my favorite Latin player now on the Reds post Yasiel Puig, Aristides Aquino, bro. And he dropped a bomb against the Marlins. So now he has 13 home runs this month. He is... Uh, the fastest player to 13? He's the... He, well, he tied Cody Bellinger as the most in a month for a rookie ever. But the crazy stat is he became the first player, they say since 1900, so like yeah. basically anything before that doesn't matter. Right. He's the only player in the history of baseball to have 13 bombs in his first 100 at-bats. It's crazy. It's crazy. Will it stay, though? No, well, I mean, no, of course not. I mean, like... that. That's, you know, like... Do the math. <laughs> I mean, not that. Like, will he? Will he? The 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 big question, right? Is because he's played one month. The big question is: Is he a forty homer guy next year? Like forty is that mark now, post steroid era? Yeah. 
40 is that mark. Like, are you going to hit 40 bombs? Is he going to hit 40 bombs next year? Well, he's got one more month. This was his first month. Yeah. Uh, and and what happens in this month is like what what the fuck ever you know it's like great I hope he if he hits twenty five bombs in the year like that'd be incre- incredible honestly if it's twenty does that'd he be win crazy. rookie of the year if he hits twenty five bombs? Uh well he's in the National League, and Pete Alonso's broke the National League home run record for a rookie. He's got forty two, so probably not. Yeah. Good point. He's he's chasing fifty. I hope so, man. A crazy story because they didn't know what was going to happen with him. Nobody saw this coming. He's like not that young. He's 25. Yeah. I mean, he's still young, which makes him 30 in uh, just my shorts here. Fucking. Are we, are we wearing the same shorts today? Oh, we might be. I think we are. My shorts started riding up as I jacked backwards on the couch. thought my dick was going to slip I'll out the what, bottom. I'll tell you what, this couch, man, Whew. it's a disaster, the cushions. I just, I need a new couch. I got I to gotta get a new couch. We need a Smut Studio renovation 3.0. Do I have room for a third TV? Um, I mean, yeah, you do. I'd have to do a lot of rearranging. You could do like a fold down from the ceiling kind of thing for when you're laying on the floor sometimes and then the other times when it's... I, and I couldn't do that. Why not? That wouldn't work. I'm thinking maybe move that 40-inch TV and get two smaller ones. Okay. I don't know. Knock down the wall, move into the next studio. Lose your bed, turn that into a wall of TVs over there. Well, didn't we discuss Murphy bedding me? I mean, I, f- you sleep on the floor all the time. Just sleep on the floor. I a, love just, sleeping just on the floor. Just be a floor guy. No more bed. I love sleeping on the floor. Think about how dope this place is if there's no bed in here whatsoever. It would be a game changer. <laughs> Let's just start renting it out. I, I, I have enough comedians hit me up on, oh, how do you record podcasts? How do you record the podcast? <laughs> Google, motherfucker. You started it all, Joe. You, you taught me. That's right. You, you taught me the ins and outs. Yeah. And you know who taught me? Lachlan? Nobody. I just Googled it. <laughs> I literally just figured it out. I got on SoundCloud. I heard. Th- I said SoundCloud's got an RSS, and then blah blah blah. I just, just put it together. Yeah, just figured it out. Let's get to calls before we do that. I want to talk. We're we not talking college football. That's what I was going to say. Let's oh, talk okay. a little college football. It kicks off this week. The title odds have been uh, Clemson, Bama. I mean. It's funny. People talk about the NFL having lack of parity. Jesus Christ. College football. That's why college football. That's why college sports are just better. Everybody, anybody can win any given year. Anybody can win. You these, never know who's going to win. These are the title odds according to the Caesars Sportsbook. And this is as of today. Didn't we do this last year where I ripped off like nine of them and I don't even watch college football? You want to try? All right, all right. How about this? I'll give the odds, and you tell me the team. Okay. We'll start from most likely to win twelve to five. Alabama. Yes. Twelve to five. Clemson. Yes. So you're right for your first two. So those are the, they're tied for the basically the favorites to win the title again. 
Your next. By the way, I have no fucking idea. He's not looking. I have no idea. I can't see that if I wanted to. I've not looked at the top ten. Yeah. I have no fucking idea. All right. Next up, we have six to one odds. Oklahoma. Close. Somebody else. Um. Okay. Uh, LSU. No, it is Georgia. Georgia. I knew it was gonna be SEC. Team. Georgia six to one. I was one. picking between Georgia and LSU. So then it goes Georgia, Oklahoma. Oh, hold on, hold LSU. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're close. Your next one is correct. Oklahoma is eight to one odds. Yep. Okay. So now we're at the first four teams to win. Then you have ten to one. Is who? Uh, Notre Dame. No. Uh, uh, LSU. No. Okay. Uh, Texas. No. Is Ohio State still up there? Yeah. Ohio- oh, okay. I I was I thought for sure that they were gonna like drop Ohio State out of the thing because of the Urban Meyer deal. Yeah. Okay. So so Ohio State's still a thing. They're the fifth. Then we go LSU. Oh, you're close. Michigan is next. Michigan. Wow. At eleven to one. Michigan is still getting love. And then we're up to twenty to one. You already said this school earlier. Texas. LSU. You're right. It's Texas. Notre Dame. You're very close. I'll just finish them. Texas is twenty to one. Then it's LSU at twenty-five to one. Then it's actually Nebraska, our boys from the game. Yep. At twenty-five to one. Then Notre Dame at thirty to one. So those are the top teams according to Las Vegas to win it all. And uh, can I predict the final four right now? Go for it. <laughs> uh. Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Michigan. I mean, I'm not going to argue. It's just, once a team gets rolling, I mean, Alabama's run. Alabama, this isn't like an unprecedented run. How? I mean, they've been, they've been competing for a title for a decade. It's 2008. Yeah. Like every year they're in the thick of it. Yeah. It's pretty wild. But but there's shit games this week. Again, I've said it before. I used to watch college football a ton when I was a kid. And when when you're a kid, you just can fucking, you know, you don't give a fuck about anything. You're just like, whatever. You don't value your time. Yeah. Um, But uh, I just don't have, like, I can't give my whole weekend away to football. I know some people can. That's their thing. I know the quality of life in Ohio and Indiana is great. Um, and in the fall, you know, I guess your options are. I mean, I guess if you go to Applebee's, you could just watch the games there, which is, I assume, what they do. Um, but in California, in the fall, I'm surfing, I'm hiking, I'm going to fucking do some shit. You know, I, I like, I got to get out, play some volleyball, go to the beach. Whatever. I'm not sitting around on Saturday. I give I've given up Sunday for the sake of this show and because of my love of the NFL. Sundays are entirely Saturdays. Sorry, I gotta play volleyball and do some shit. Well, it depends. You know, I'll, I try to catch some good games, well, especially at night. You know, if, if it's if I'm sitting around my place, that's what I like. You know, the primetime game starts at five here. And I tune into the Notre Dame. I'll turn into big Notre Dame games. Like you know, I think I think Notre Dame opens on Monday. Labor Day game against they, Louisville. They do. That is a uh, ESPN game. 
You're correct. They open on Monday against Louisville. I, I did learn something kind of funny and fitting for our show. Uh, Penn State, their new starting quarterback, is from my high school. Really? So so he, he's a redshirt sophomore. Goes from Ohio to the rival state of Pennsylvania. Big move. And I knew he was really good. Um Ohio State must not have wanted him. Is that the deal? I don't know. It's a good question, but it begs the question. His name's Sean Clifford. I mean, who decides to go to Happy Valley? Which, by the way, is a sarcastic name. That place is a cesspool. I have to say, as much as we've had our beefs with Penn State, you know, I went to my high school. Obviously, he's pretty good if he's going to start for them. He's a sophomore. I'm going to have to root for this kid, right? Sure. Can't not root for a kid from your alma mater. Yeah, who is our uh, you and Kevin Albright just like whacking off to him? <laughs> Kevin Albright's still in a fucking message board somewhere arguing that that Penn State team that gave up 470 points to USC in that Rose Bowl game we went to belonged in the fucking playoff. But if you like that, I think the Ruther curse is going to hit this. Do you remember kid hard. that? You remember that when we yeah. fucking. And then we went, we watched Saquon and Darnold. Saquon had two huge runs in that game. And uh, and we watched them give up a thousand points to each other. What a weird, what a weird night. By the way, that's ranked in the top ten of all time college bowl games. It is. According to who? According to like college football, whatever. You know, like according to like some vote taken. It was ninth. Yeah, what an odd night. My trolling just didn't work. Yeah, you, you you gotta again. You gotta know. You gotta know your audience. <laughs> we still don't know what happened. To who? Why people didn't react? I oh, I do. People from fucking Pennsylvania are dumb as shit. They had no idea what you were talking about. The back of my jersey said Joe Pa knew. Yeah. How more blatantly obvious could you get? I should have worn a USC Joe Pa knew. Yeah. We still need a Kobe Bryant no means no. <laughs> no, I, I have to do that. I lost that bet to Sam Tripoli. I'll do it next season. I'll go to a game with him. It'll be his first ever Clippers game. <laughs> It'll be his first one in, since 2017, that's for sure. And uh, we'll go, I'll go to a Clippers-Lakers game wearing a, wearing a no means no. Dude, if I wore a no means no shirt, Kobe, if I wore that in like... Dude, I, dude, people would fight me if I walked out of Venice Beach wearing that. Yeah. So delusional. What we need to do is set up that sketch with you. I'm serious. What? LeBron's the GOAT? Prove me wrong? Or Kobe Bryant's the Bro, most if, overrated player in NBA history? I was going to say, if you put a sign that said Kobe Bryant is the most overrated player in NBA history, oh, it would be amazing. The police would get involved. Yeah. Who are we trying to fight you? Tiger's uh, Tiger's back. Is that his back? What's wrong with it? No, he's back. He's back with an injury. His Oh, he's back. Oh, his, ba- his back or he's back? No, he has another injury. Oh. Okay. I just want to give a quick update. Is golf still a thing? Is golf yeah, still I, ha- I just want to update. Are we in golf season, though? Like, is golf happening right now? It's still, it happens year-round. Does it? I, I don't think, think so. It does. Yeah. 
I know one thing. There hasn't been like any sort of major events in the past like couple months. I haven't heard Tug's not tweeting about it. You know. <laughs> no one's tweeting about it. Blah, no blah. I haven't I haven't seen a damn thing about golf in like two months. Three months. I think that I used to think the Masters was like okay, the okay, unofficial okay. beginning you, of the season. Like, Worse worst Stan. More annoying Stan. Kobe stands or Tiger stands? Well, at least Tiger was the greatest in his sport for a moment. For a long time, yeah. Sure. But like, but I'm saying, at least he was for a moment. Kobe Bryant was never the best player in basketball again. Yeah, good ever, point. Ever. For a day. Fuck it. We might as well take it one step further. Is, is Kobe Bryant the most overrated athlete of all time? It's like him and Jeter. Jeter still had 3,000 hits and was still clutching the playoffs. Statistically speaking, Jeter... Was very clutch, as Kobe fans would say, batting wise in the playoffs. You could say, well, Kobe's having dog shit entire finals. The opposite of clutch. At least Kobe Bryant was like the second best player on some championship teams. I'd have to really. I'd have to so, go, who's more overrated? I'd really, Jeter I'd really or have Kobe? To, I'd really have to go on a deep dive for Derek Jeter to see if he was ever the second best player on a championship team. But it's a totally different sport. True. It's a totally different sport. I'm trying to think NFL-wise. A player who's just been so overrated. Who is the NFL equivalent of Kobe Bryant? Yeah. Nothing's coming to me off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know. You want to do some dirtball calls? Sure. You know, we were just talking college football. Um, so we might as well start off with a call that relates to college football. Yeah, let's go. All righty. All right. Hey, what's up, guys? It's John from Arkansas here. Just want to get your thoughts on something. All these uh, big-time college football games that start the early part of the season getting played pretty much everywhere but the school's campuses. Uh, I don't think it's that fair to the fans, especially the students. I know all these teams only playing one game instead of playing a home-and-home. Home. I think it kind of takes away from college football a lot. And I want to hear y'all's thoughts on it. Thanks, man. Stay dirty. Uh I need a little clarification. Are we talking about like how every year like a team opens in Dallas? Yeah, and, like, and, and that's happening like this year. A neutral or, site game, or yeah. like, the, or like just these yeah. are like off-campus local games. No, like, I think he means like this year, the big game this week. As far as two like top twenty ranked teams, it's Oregon Auburn in Dallas. So it's you know Oregon Auburn in Dallas. Pretty sure. Yuck. And it's not close to either of those places. Yeah. I agree with him. I I think there's a valid point, especially on a game like that. I'm pretty sure it's Dallas. It's not on either of those campuses. The The, the argument could be made, it's way better to do a home-and-home home with those two programs to give the fans... By the way, I would... I, I, my solution to this is... Why not do, you know, uh, like, 
by the way, I I I know before fucking Shabelli or CT gets in here that fucking Seattle's not close to Eugene, Oregon. But like, why wouldn't you do like? A home and home where you play that game at the Georgia Dome and then you play that game at like Century Link. Like I get it, it's not on campus, but keep, at least you're doing a home like you're going like it's gonna be all our crowd here. You're saying so keep we, it in the state. Or keep it close by. Keep it as a regional thing and do home and home. Where that's the home game for Oregon's in, you know, yeah. whatever the big fucking city is. Yeah, know? I'm right. They are doing that at like it, for that to be in Dallas yeah. is ludicrous. They, but they always do a big game in Dallas. I know. There. I know. Because it's the big stadium. Okay. So do that fucking Oklahoma-Texas game there. Well, they, I think I believe they always do that at the Cotton Bowl. I know. <laughs> but I'm saying if we have to jerk off AT&T so that somebody, you know, can throw a, a ham sandwich to a fucking big AT&T telephone at the halftime and the fucking, you know, all this. It, it's, it's all about money. I think it definitely takes it away. I love attending and by games. The way, and by Georgia Dome, I mean Mercedes-Benz Stadium or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. The college atmosphere at college football games is great. It's great. I love going to college football games on campus. It's definitely a lot different when you're not on campus. You know, I'd even argue it's even different going to games at the Rose Bowl for UCLA, because it's not on campus. Yeah, for sure, as compared to SC games. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's on campus. I'll say this much. If you're going to go to a game this weekend, get those tickets on SeatGeek. SeatGeek! What game, if you were going to go on SeatGeek and use promo code DIRTY, which would get you $10 off, what game would you go to? Well, I, if I was back in the city of Cincinnati where I'm from... I would go tonight, and I would attend UCLA at Cincinnati, which will be on ESPN. And I believe Pat McAfee, this is his first game. Nice. That he's calling. Our boy Pat McAfee. Yeah. So if you're in Cincinnati, go to SeatGeek. Right now, the old Nippert Stadium. It's a small stadium Excuse in Cincinnati. Me? How dare you? Nippert Stadium. <laughs> Get those tickets on SeatGeek. You can see exactly where you're going to sit before you attend the game between the Bruins and the Bearcats. That's an interesting, like, are, the, are, those, are those in the same? Well, Bruins a bear, and a Bearcat's a cat, right? Yeah, good point. For all the animal shows I watch, don't know shit about them. Guys, SeatGeek will even give you $10 off on your first purchase. SeatGeek! All you need to do is use our promo code. Download the SeatGeek app and use promo code DIRTY today. DIRTY! For $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off. So dirty. On your first purchase. Purchase! Sinking! You sound like System of the Down. Yeah. Sinking! Dirty! Tickets! Sinking! Hold That's Eddie's buddy. Oh, he knows that guy? Yeah, they're neighbors. Oh, he lives out in uh, Malibu Canyon? Is that technically where he lives? He lives in Calabasas, technically, by <laughs> by zip code. Or Montanito. If you're fucking Eddie. <laughs> Me and Eddie had beef over this for years. But why why is he not owning where he lives? Because he, be- he wants to live in Malibu. But then... But I thought the Kardashians made Calabasas cool. Yeah, but he is not trying to be... Everybody thinks of Calabasas being like in the valley. 
And I, I'll be honest. I think since they live there, I think Kardashians now. What do you think when you hear Calabasas? I think Kardashians. Yeah. Yeah, and Bieber and Britney Spears and all that shit. Yeah, exactly. yeah, for sure. A lot of celebrities live out there. I mean, it just happens to be a zip code. He's up in the Mal- in the Malibu mountains, but he like wants to claim Malibu. He wants to claim like he's a Malibu resident. It's like, dude, just live where you want to f- live where you live. But yeah. Eddie and I got into a huge thing because when he was still in the fucking rape cottage, they were like, he's like, we bought a house, and uh, and his wife was showing me like the postcard for like the listing. And I was like, oh, you guys are moving to. Like, Calabasas. Eddie's like Malibu. I was like, it says right here. <laughs> it says it's, it says it's in Calabasas. Yeah, I think Eddie's like petitioned the fucking city to like change the what it comes up as listed too. Are you guys working together next weekend? Yeah, we are in San Diego, La Jolla, La Jolla, La Jolla Comedy Store. If you're uh, a Southern California dirtball, if you live. Obviously, if you live in L.A., you have plenty of opportunities to come see me. But if you are in San Diego, honestly, I'm going to even say if like you're like in Arizona, kind of like if you're near La Jolla Comedy Store is worth coming. Like it's it's worth a vacation. It's a fucking best. One of my favorite clubs to work anywhere in the country. It's so fun. Um, the shows are always so good. I'm so excited. I love going to La Jolla with Eddie. Next weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one show Sunday. Check it, check it out. All right, next call. How's it going? Crazy Eyes, Sam Bradford here. Um, just wondering who has a better season, the Cardinals or the Colts? Condoms are for Barstool Sports. Shots fired. I think it's a good question. I think it is, too. I'm going to go But the Colts with- have a way higher, according to Vegas, I'm going to go the Colts, but this has this like this has potential. Like basically if the Colts play a little bit worse than they should with Jacoby Brissett, like I'm already taking 2 to 3 wins off of them for Brissett. But then if they struggle with him and then Kyler Murray, like there might be a little bit of crossover, but I'm going to go the Colts over the Cardinals. I, I think th- I think I mean I haven't watched a ton of Kyler Murray. I'm not like necessarily like, g- gonna go all in on Kyler Murray. Well, let's look at the division. But I think Kyler Murray has like what Kyler Murray definitely has is like NFC West upset game potential, like where he just like has these crazy games and goes off and fucking beats. I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough because you have two games against the Rams. Yeah. The Seahawks D obviously it's not the old, but like they're still gonna be stout. Yeah. You have two games against them. I don't know what to expect from the 49ers. I'm still going to go Colts. Seattle loses in Arizona this year. I'm calling it. My boy Russ just shed a tear. Because I I remember Russ losing to fucking Jeff Fisher Rams teams on the road. The Rams always, always play the Seattle tough. Okay. A lot of NFL calls. Let's just get through them. Let's do it. Hey, boys. It's Tom here. Uh, I'm from Cleveland, living in Louisiana. So I'm not drunk right now, but I just got back from being offshore, and I'm about to get pretty hammered as we speak. But Thanks, Tom. I just had a question. Uh, well, one of the things about the Stelter thing, I think, I mean, 
like Parmesan cheese is sold in the United States as Parmesan, but it's really not. So what? you can go either right or wrong with that. But uh, my question is, I'm a Browns fan, of course. What was he talking about? I have no fucking idea. Bro, are you sure? Oh, not- I think he said seltzer. Okay, keep going. Ah. Uh, taking your, this is the, about White Claw still. Ah, duh. Let's get past that. I agree. And I just think we got the worst jerseys in the league. The Browns. So I want to see what Joe's, what he thought about our jerseys. And also, I know they're supposed to be switched them over. I'm a retro man, so I like the Browns' old jerseys. Uh, the colors we had back in the day weren't amazing, or they're still not amazing. But hopefully they can do something about that and go a little retro with it. All right, y'all have a good one. I'm going to go drink my beers now. Yeah, uh, I don't know if the Browns have the worst jerseys in the league, but uh, these Browns jerseys suck, and they should absolutely. The Browns are basically doing what the fucking 49ers did. Remember when the 49ers got away from the red with the white fucking cuffed sleeves, and they went to the fucking black backdrop numbers and, like, that, like. They got to go back. Yeah, and and just go back those classic. I had I like the classic Browns jerseys, and I like the color combination: orange helmets, brown and white. I fucking think I actually think brown the Browns uniforms are dope as shit. Just go back. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back. Yeah, it's a simple design, but I don't mind it. I don't hate it. They're in their J.J. Stokes era Niners uniform. Oh. Go back. Just go back. And everybody's going retro. That's the thing. That's what the Bengals should do. Get rid of those stripes. And just go to block Bengals? Well, in the, yeah, in the old days, it just said Bengals in the helmets. That or just retract the Bengals. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against that. Talk about a depressing fan base. Yeah. Okay, now we have a few. I'm gonna play this call about from McKay Parker about our boy McKay, our boy from Houston, about a possible bet idea. Dylan McKay Parker, and then I also have a DM I'll share with you for an Ooh, idea. Okay. <laughs> hey, Joe and Andy, this is McKay Parker from Houston, Texas. Uh, I just wanted to leave some suggestions for the NFL bet. Um. I think one good one would be uh, the loser has to shave one eyebrow. Ooh. It doesn't matter which one, left or right, uh, and, do, and do it until uh, the hair grows back on their eyebrow. And then another um, punishment would be uh, you go to a restaurant that's fully crowded and you sit on a whoopee cushion. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. Um, what? Yeah, those are my suggestions. And um, just ready for MLB playoffs start. The whoopee cushion is, is come on. Uh, well, how about hear me out on this? Though. Come on, McKay. Hear me out on this. What if you went to a, every time you went to a restaurant for a year, you had to sit on a whoopee cushion the first time you sat down? <laughs> it's kind of funny for a year, or until like the start of the next football season. Now that's got some bite to it. Uh, the the eyebrow. The eyebrow is just like if we were a sports radio show or if like we were fucking, you know, if th- if this was basically our full-time gig, I'd be in on that. Be, but like 
I can't audition or do shows or whatever. Like, just uh, this is fucking up my life. Well, there was another suggestion that we had about living on Mildred. From Tyler Hawkins, he DM'd me. He said, what about the loser has to dress as a hobo? And he said, live on Mildred for a night, which to me, night's not that bad. Yeah. I think I think you have to live on Mildred for how many days you missed. So let's say you beat me by three. Oh, that's that's right. Like that, it could end up being fifteen. You know what I mean? I gotta live on Mildred. Okay. I'd say you gotta live on Mildred <laughs> for like uh, you know the entire like divisional round weekend. You know how much rights those fucking people have? Yeah, I do. I learned this yesterday. Yeah. And then the question is, I think we should do it where you have the choice, where you either have to live on Mildred in a tent, like a homeless person, or in a four-bedroom house in Columbus, Ohio, for four days. What would you rather do? I'm trying to think if I know anybody in Columbus. Yeah. My brother just moved from there. Trying to think. I don't think I know anybody off the top of my head. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm just look, thinking. We could. Thus, I'm not booking a flight. Like, like exactly. Like, That's like, what I'm saying. We could thus fund it from the air. We could air. I'm sure. What do you think they pay you if you Airbnb in Columbus, Ohio? Do you think you make money? They're like, you're just, it's just gonna be good for the for the economy. You're gonna be here. You're gonna go spend some money at Applebee's. That two for twenty. I know Stanga's been pushing uh, me getting my lady a cat if yeah. I lost. Yeah. Or that I'd have to go to a WWE event. But, guys, again, the truth is I'd be entertained at a WWE event. Yeah. Like, that's not a punishment for me because I'd be so interested in the people there. I've been to a WWE event. You have? Yeah. I went in college, and I got to shout out Mikey. Uh, Mikey drove down to Lehigh when he was still in high school. He's like, I saw you guys got a WWE event. We got to go. And we went, and it is the first time in my whole life that I had ever heard. And honestly, he was definitely, like, up and coming. Like, he was not, like, on the scene at all. Uh, The Rock. Oh, cool. And uh, Mikey's like, The Rock. This dude, The Rock, is the fucking best, bro. He's like, you're going to love The Rock. And I was like, I'm not going to love anything that happens here, but, like, whatever. And apparently The Rock had gone, I think I've told this story, had gone to high school in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So he's like, The Rock has returned to Bethlehem. And I was like, this guy's a fucking weirdo. And, he, and Mikey's like, his dad was a wrestler, and he played at fucking Miami and blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know way too much about this Rocky Calavito fella or whatever the fuck his dad's name is. And Mikey's like, I'm telling you, this guy's gonna be huge. <laughs> well, should have bought should have bought rock stock back in the day. You know, we're 20 years later. Rock's the biggest fucking star in the world. He's definitely the biggest star to go from wrestling to mainstream, right? Of all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody from the wrestling world, obviously a lot of them have, have you know, gone the acting route, but no one's achieved. The Rock's a leading man in 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 multiple 
movies. And not just action. Yeah. Comedy. Ballers. <laughs> All right. Let's get to this last call. Oh, well, Dusty Long on Dirtball. My question is to Joe. When you think uh, Daniel Jones starts this year, it starts at all. Condoms is for fucking face ugly. Fuck that sack of cum. I don't Stay know. Dirty boy. I don't know what the fuck you just said. Hold on, let me replay. It's so fu- it's, it, it, this is a New Yorker. Joe, when Dusty Long on Dirtball. My question yeah, Long is to Island. Joe. When you think uh, Daniel Jones starts this year, it starts at all. Condoms is for fucking face ugly. Fuck that oh, sack Chase of cum. Dirty Fuck boys. that bag of cum. <laughs> well, shout out to that dude. Uh, was his first question, does he start the year? Does he start or, or does he start the year at all? Does he start this year? So uh, I'll say this. I think uh, I think it's more likely than not that Daniel Jones starts a game this year. I think the Giants will start Eli Manning until they have been uh, eliminated from the playoffs or – Nearly eliminated from the playoffs. He had a good preseason. Daniel Jones? He looked really good. Yeah, he looked fantastic. Uh, I think that there's an, there's essentially, there's an 75 to 80% chance that Daniel Jones starts games this year. So it's, it's more, very more likely than not. I'm putting the Giants chances at 20 to 25% of making the playoffs. So I'll put it at, 80, 75 to 80% that he starts a game because when they're eliminated, uh, he will start. I'd be surprised if they bench Eli for him. Um, do you remember what I said? I, about, do you remember what I, I said be, about him? I wouldn't be that surprised. Do you remember that I said he's not going to be as bad as everybody said? Like, yeah. if you go back, I was one of the few who was like, guys, yeah. everyone's joking about this guy he has looked fantastic it is a preseason he's playing against backups now he'll he's gonna get all the snaps against uh new england so that'll be a nice it'll be nice to see that i look i'm uh on the daniel jones train not because of his preseason you know success uh as much as again the thing that really sold me on it was hearing that the sort of the deciding factor was that Peyton Manning was a Daniel Jones slurper. I believe in Peyton Manning as a uh, as a, a, a knowledgeable quarterback evaluator. Um, so that's what I like about Daniel Jones. And he didn't go to a major college; he went to Duke for right, football. Right, right. Which I've always that's you know big in the Joe Prano quarterback uh, process. And he's a smart kid. That's the other thing I like. Um, and I'm saying, I, I, I'm not again. This has nothing to do with how Daniel Jones has looked or how Eli Manning's looked, in my opinion. But free Eli Manning, send him to the fucking Colts, and let let Daniel Jones start Week One. Everybody wins except for Daniel Jones, probably. I'm looking in the comments for the bet. L.A. Sparks season tickets. The problem is we couldn't go to every game. Yeah. Come on, guys. And also, the problem is like it shouldn't j- like that's more of a financial fucking loss than it is like a. Th- I don't want fuck, fuck the sparks, bro. We should go to. A Didn't game. you have a DM? Yeah, I already said it. That was the one living on Mildred. Got it. I like that. We'll get there. We'll get something. 
Should I do a call that I haven't uh, screened yet? Sure, why so, not? Somebody called there in the show. Because you never know what you're going to get. Do we want to do it? Sure, let's go. All right. If it's something offensive, I warned everybody. Hey, Joe. Hey, Andy. This is uh, Seth, number one ranked West Virginia Dirtball. Uh, I was calling, trying to sneak in an end-of-summer doldrums question. Now that you guys had your Texas tour, what do you guys think is better, In-N-Out versus Whataburger? Oh. Uh, currently lives in Texas, and he's all about the Whataburger. I think the In-N-Out's better. So uh, since you guys have been talking about that, I wanted to uh, get your guys' opinion. Uh, condoms are for anyone who says the phrase claw dog, because all I can picture is Ike Clinton from Tombstone uh, in an anti-white uh, claw commercial saying, Claw don't go around here. Going deep. Yeah, nice tombstone reference. Uh, I, we actually talked about this while we were in Texas. I was gonna say that's why I'm that's why I'm going. Uh, out. I really enjoyed that uh, root beer shake, but I don't even think it's a close competition burger wise. Can I be honest? It's it's offensive, and this is somebody. And I said this. We got in a huge discussion in Texas with uh, with some of the guys about this. I didn't even know that In and Out was in Texas. There's a couple of them apparently. As a guy who's not even an unabashed In and Out fan. Like, I like In-N-Out. You like Fat Burger better than In-N-Out. Exactly. Which the, should throw into question the rest of this conversation, but still. The thought of comparing the burger from In-N-Out versus the burger from Whataburger is highly offensive to me. Yeah, the, the Whataburger was like, it's, a, it's, it's, cer- it's certainly better than a McDonald's hamburger, but like. The thing about In-N-Out is. You already know it tastes better, and it's like a healthier burger. Look, I'm, I think I, I hate to go fucking all white claw on you here, but I'm not. I'm not really thinking about my health when I go to the fucking fast food burger joints. No, you're them. right. That's a good point. But although I'm, I do from time to time get a protein style in the lettuce wrap, uh, the the ingredients just look fresher. I just think it's a better. Fresher. I just think it's. I just think it's a better burger. I've come to really. Uh, at first, I hated uh, In-N-Out fries. I used to go get In-N-Out burger and McDonald's fries. I've now come around. I actually like uh, the the two things that uh, the West Coast has made me surprisingly eventually enjoy is uh, In-N-Out fries and red vines. I used to be like fucking McDonald's fries and Twizzlers. Now I'm like, yeah, I don't mind red vines so much. Uh, and yeah, I don't. I don't even think it's close in the burger. That root beer flow, that root beer shake though, root beer milkshake was delicious from Whataburger, but get the fuck out of here. The burger is not even, it's not even a comparison. I and I hate to get jump into this whole like Popeyes chicken sandwich, blah 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 chicken sandwich debate. Like I don't think that this, I don't think this is, should become a thing on our show. So save it. But like I don't even think it's comparable. I think In and Out Burger blows it out of the fucking water. We got a tweet the other day i gotta pull it up to laugh and if you don't you're a texas fanboy basically yeah you you're, are you're 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 the you're the texas burger equivalent of jacoby Brissett defenders well that was my argument in texas that's exactly what i said i said guys i don't have a stake in either of these yeah i grew up in ohio we didn't have in and out and we didn't have whataburger i've now had both multiple times and it doesn't even compare what to a burger like i'm like if i went in order like of just burgers, you're like, all right, fast food, like fast food burgers, like the counter's not fast food, you know what I mean? Like fast food drive-through burgers. I'm going in and out before 
Whataburger. I'm going Five Guys before Whataburger. I'm going Shake Shack before Whataburger. I'm going Fat Burger before Whataburger. I'm going Wendy's before Whataburger. Whoa, you just dropped a lot before Whataburger. Yeah. I got to read this tweet we saw the other day. You said the shake machines never break down at In-N-Out. Yeah. And I'm cracking up because this dude, uh, at Vic Attack, Jeff, tweeted, the In-N-Out on Nellis and Charleston in Las Vegas, and he puts in caps, the milkshake machine always breaks down, and this is what's so funny. That In-N-Out on Nellis and Charleston was the closest In-N-Out when I lived in Las Vegas. I could walk there. Do you, I, do you remember the milkshake machine being broken? I'll be honest. I wasn't the biggest in and out guy. I probably went two times in two years I lived there. But I know exactly where he's talking about. I lived on East Charleston. So he's talking about the one on Nellis and Charleston. The Ruther, It's like the pre-Ruther curse. I broke the shake machine because I that, lived right by hilarious. there. What are the odds? Give us your calls, your thoughts, 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. Drop us an iTunes review. I got tons of koozies. My apologies for anybody who's not gotten a koozie. I'm sending them out this week. I promise they will be out by tomorrow. So if I've asked you for your address, I will send those koozies out this week. If you leave an iTunes review, make sure you leave a Twitter or Instagram handle so I can get that info from you. Follow us at The Dirty Sports. You can follow me. At Andy Ruther, Joe Prano. At Joe Prano on Instagram, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. San Diego, La Jolla Comedy Store next weekend with Eddie Ift. That's it. Yeah. And come at us, Kobe Stans. Why don't you do it? Come at, come at us with facts. We saw some tweets yesterday. People get annoyed. Like, like killer instinct, quality of life. That's that that just like I hear the exact same thing. When you yell "Killer Instinct" and "Clutch," you're yelling "Quality of Life." You know how you you know how if you're trying to have a serious sports debate, you know how you've lost if you ever respond to a serious tweet or a statistical tweet with a GIF. Exactly, like when you respond with the Kobe Five Rings GIF, you've already lost the argument. Yeah. Quality of life. All right, Dirtballs, have a great Labor Day weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Or Tuesday? We'll talk about it. (laughs) All right, guys, enjoy your weekend, and most importantly, stay dirty.